0: We're about to go live here with uh, Dak Prescott at his, his press conference. He had just had a, sh- a shoulder muscle strain, and what he's he's going to be talking about, well, we hope he's going to be talking about what he's been doing to get back and get back uh, to full strength in training camp. You know, as you know, he had the big injury last year. Now he's got a little bit of a shoulder muscle strain. We're going to be going live to a Dak Prescott press conference Jeez. any moment. Here he is, Dak. Here he is.
1: What's up, Jack? Good.
0: Appreciate that, appreciate i
2: got cap, okay. Did you the I did, got it out of my ears and it was, luckily it tasted decently so it wasn't too bad, had some fun with it. You were telling
1: us, uh, before camp started, just about how you're very cautious with your mechanics because you don't want to overcompensate while coming back from the injury. Can you reflect on anything with the shoulder and you'd like to throw a lot going into camp? Was there anything as far as throwing
2: too much, overcompensating, or is this just something that you didn't want to happen that just happened? I think it's just something that I didn't didn't want to happen that just happened. Uh, um, I don't know necessarily if I warmed up properly before I made a certain throw in one of the days, um, but I think it's just something, as we said, it's just taking the precautions uh, for the little soreness and tightness and didn't want to necessarily work through it and make something small worse and bigger than it has to be. Throw that you made that, that deep throw? Uh, potentially. Um, I don't, I don't think it was a throw that you guys necessarily saw though. Oh, no. Nah. Uh, yeah. For the most part, we're, we're gonna be up in game, so we don't have to do that for the most part. But, yeah, no, it was just a, as I said, a practice, doing a drill, and as I said, wasn't as warm as I probably needed to be um before doing
1: it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously a little bummed about it, but I'm still being active. I'm still seeing the defense. Still being a part of everything. Um, so it's not like obviously anything that the ankle was. Uh, and I know I'll be fine. I know doing the treatment just came from that, doing everything necessary to make sure that uh, I'll be I'll be just fine. So I'm not worried about that, and it's not anything I worry about lingering or causing problems. So um, not not even near the same aspect of the ankle deal and uh, the time that I had to to take from that. Do you
1: anticipate throwing again, and what do you need to feel or not feel, I guess, to to kind of resume that?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think I'll take it day by day, continue to do the treatments and everything I'm doing, uh, early morning, late nights, doing everything I need to, uh, and stretching and doing everything proper, that I want to get it to where I want to feel, Um, and obviously just a little less tightness than, than it has, and... Um, if, if it's in two days, or if it's in a couple of days, then I'll get back to throwing, and I'm sure I'll just take it slow as I do that. Um, but I think it's, as I said, it's it's making a deep throw or, or an aggressive throw at the moment right now that I don't necessarily want to risk it. Does it yeah,
1: it's count of some sort. How much
2: to play in preseason? Uh, we haven't necessarily had those conversations. Um, um, no, as I said, not necessarily. I mean, I don't. I don't think so anyways. Uh, as I said, I can, I'll think I'll get better and continue to, to treat it the way that I need to that, um, yeah, when it's time to, to play and get some reps before it really counts, I'll be just fine to do that. Pitch
1: count will be something in your future when
2: you do come back? Uh, potentially. I mean, uh, maybe the first couple of days as I get back, but then, um, as I said, I'll, I'll do everything that I need to to make sure that this thing doesn't linger and it's not a, not a problem after this. Uh, so, as I said, it's not really a big concern for me. It's just something that I want to uh, do everything that I need to to make sure it doesn't get worse. Even, when
3: you even between, like, on the fans, you're watching the drills, you seem pretty focused. What's the key to maximizing the mental
2: reps when you can't be out there physically? Yeah, I mean, when when I was working with Brett, i still got the helmet on, so I'm still getting the play calls or whatever they're doing, uh, trying to see the defense, obviously, it's from the back view at that point. But uh, seeing what the quarterback did, and then obviously, it's was going back and watching film and still doing all the film studies and making sure that, that I'm focused and getting all those mental reps. So I'm taking every walkthrough rep, taking um, everything, um, taking all the steps that I need to to make sure that, that my mind is focused, my mind is sharp, I'm seeing the defense, uh, and I'm making up for, for all the time missed mentally.
0: Is it common to have maybe a little soreness and this just felt a little worse,
4: or, or did this feel like something
2: new? I just never really felt soreness in my arm, to be honest with you. Uh, so, I mean, I guess you can say it's new, but um, I guess when I had a 28 birthday yesterday, you know, you get a little older and you got to do, you got to change up, change up the way you do things. Yeah, I guess, yeah, not, not in this position by any means, uh, but no, I mean, as I said, it's probably should have did a better warm up than I did on that day and, um, yeah, it's not, it's not a big concern to me at all. You you know, a presence in mind, hand. Yeah, awareness. Did <laughs> you think a lot too much, like to camp, you know, just
0: anticipating, or? Um,
2: Potentially, I mean, and also I guess we can go back and say that a lot before my ink was really there You know, I threw a lot of a lot of times from just sitting down So maybe some of those, you know, uh, put some stress on arm that I didn't necessarily have to So I think it's important, as I said, just to, to do everything I can to get it back And then once I get it back, use my legs more, get the mechanics going right, making sure everything's in sync And um, I'll be fine I
1: didn't
2: check them. I didn't check them, but I know that I, I should have been top. I should have been at the top of the list
1: what kind of treatment are you getting
2: on, on the shoulder? Uh, everything, honestly. Um, it's, it's not fair to, to, to sit here and um, talk about all the different treatments and everything I'm doing, but anything that's available, trust me, I'm doing
1: it. You started your career by getting unexpectedly way more reps
4: than you were anticipating. What is that, you know, Garrett, Ben, what could that potentially
2: be for them to have that Yeah, it's going to make them better. It's going to make this team better. Um, Obviously, I don't want to imagine myself being out and not, not um, getting all the reps and doing everything that I can uh, to help this team. But I know that those guys getting in, I know those guys are going to continue to compete, continue to, to make each other better, continue to become better leaders uh, in case there's a time that they have to do that. I mean, obviously, last year happened, and, and that's realistic. Uh, and it just makes this team better when, the, when those guys have to get in there and get some good quality reps.
3: We, talk, we talked with Dalton Schultz about some of the disguises the defense is showing, and he's like, there are new things the defense is showing us in practice and going back to film, trying to figure out what I can do. How is the defense looking differently from this year in training camp,
2: and practice than in your past few years? Oh, I mean, completely different. I mean, were there two different schemes from last year to this year? Uh, and then even in the past when they ran a similar scheme to this, uh, they're doing a good job pre-snap of making a lot of things look similar and then post-snap making, making me think or making the quarterback and uh, the receivers trying to read the coverage think a little bit longer than – than they would like to, uh, and that's the area that they want to play in, and it makes it tougher on uh, tougher on any offense you're playing. And they're going to continue to get their communication right, continue to get their disguises the way that they want to. We're talking across the hallway as we say, uh, helping them out, when something just looks more obvious than something else, and uh, and they're giving us good keys on things that we're doing, and that's that's part of training camp, and that's what it's about. But they're doing a really good job. Off the, outline, the shoulder issue was
4: really minor, or is there ever a moment where it is your shoulder? Concerned.
2: No, I mean, I, I, I wasn't, I was never really worried. I mean, honestly, probably the five to ten minutes before I even came out, I started thinking about is like, I'm um, feeling, you know, as I said, I thought it was going to warm up, and I was feeling this, the tightness or whatever, and um, as the competitor, you want to push through it, and you want to, you know, just say, uh, it's just a, a day that I feel different, but as I said, it's something I never felt, so at that point, I thought it was important to to share it uh, and do whatever was necessary to, to get it better. What you were feeling, was that
1: something that if you were in a game, that you were
2: yourself out of the game? Nah, I doubt it, uh, yeah, I doubt it, but I know we're early, uh, I know it's early in training camp, but I know I'm also trying to get to the season and get to the season healthy, and so that was the, the main reason of it, but yeah, I doubt in the game um, that that happens. Or if this was a regular season, you think you'd still be playing and
1: going through
2: this? Yeah, for sure, I mean, I think I'd do whatever is necessary and take the steps that are needed to make sure that I was ready for uh, Sunday, if that's when it was, or Monday, or whenever the game would be. Um, I know I'd, I'd get myself there, one way or another and be able to perform it the way that I want to. Yeah, you up with the two catches we
0: saw from the
2: second year guys yesterday, C D Land and tied in Yeah. Yeah, those are impressive. I mean C D continues to make play after play, catch after catch that that, that are jaw dropping guy. Uh, and looks like a bunch of uh another eighty of uh, people, another eighty eights I guess that wore that wore that number. Um and then it's impressive. And then to see a guy like Sean come out there and finish the drill off that we needed a to touchdown, that was a big time Play by him, just bringing it in, getting the one knee down. Uh, those are huge plays, and guys continue to make that. Young guys making those plays is going to make the other guys step up, and uh, it's it's just great to see that many playmakers and guys wanting the ball in their hands and doing special things like that when it's uh, when they're targeted. See, C.D. get more work on the outside. Can you already see him getting more awareness and taking that next step? For sure, he's getting definitely way more comfortable from the first practice. Uh, whether it's running routes at a certain depth or uh, getting different releases. Um, and that's things that he did in college. So it's not like he's playing a completely different position. Um, he's a pure athlete and he's a hell of a receiver, but just to be able to see him move around and be outside a lot more than uh, inside right now, especially, uh, it's, it's gonna allow us to move him around and move other guys around. And uh, when we break the huddle, you're not gonna necessarily know where any of the guys are lining up.
4: As a leader, what drives you to remain engaged when you're rehabbing, you know, to wear the helmet, to shout across the field or whoever it may be. What is
2: that about for you? Well, yeah, I mean, I just want to be a part of it, honestly. Uh, and just knowing that, that that does a lot for those guys. Um, me being engaged, it does a lot for me. It allows me, as I said, to stay mentally sharp and, and see the things that I need to see. But uh, continue to get those guys going. Uh, help some other guys step up and be the leader. Uh, help some other guys step up and be vocal when I'm not there. Um, so, so when I can h- offer a hand at any point, I'm going to do that.
3: Obviously, focused on training camp, when you have a birthday like yesterday, I mean, how much do you take moments moment your life and be like, yeah, I want to be practicing
2: I'm 28 and not every day is promised? Like, how much were you thinking about sort of, like, Uh, I mean, that's probably certain moments of, of every day of my life at this point was just uh, saying everything that I've been through that, that I take a moment just um, to be grateful for where I'm at. Um, no, Nothing is promised, and I realized that, and um, I'm thankful for uh, to, to turn 28 yesterday, and I'm thankful to be able to to be out here and at, at training camp and doing what I love most, uh, p- playing with my teammates, um, something that I've been doing um, for for a long time, uh, a long part of my life. Uh, and so it's just a blessing. It's something that I'll never take for granted. As I said, having fans uh, screaming me happy birthday and seeing it time and time again, um, it's something that I'll never get old, and I'm just uh, blessed to be able to spend my birthdays like this and uh, just getting to do what I love.
1: No that target game between the four of you guys?
2: Uh, it's pretty competitive. Uh, and I think that yesterday was when I started uh, feeling the tightness in my shoulder when I wasn't uh, dominating that. So uh, that's when I was really you know, contemplating, like, what's going on? Uh, but, uh, no, it really is. And Garrett, uh, Garrett does a great job. DiNucci, we're always messing with him and Cooper. Um, it's a lot of trash talk. It allows us to talk some trash amongst each other um, before, obviously, we continue continue on with practice and help each other out.
1: So you created the rules of the game like carry it over through spring or didn't start back over so he thinks you might still be in the lead but here. if we're going
2: back to the spring I'm definitely in the lead and so you know Garrett's a nice guy so uh when he's won he's won a couple of these days and I think that's just his way of buttering me up and trying not not to get me to flip that switch is by saying oh you're still in the lead you're still in the lead but I know exactly what he's doing uh but if we go back to the spring yeah sure but uh he's got it right now at the beginning of training camp and I'm ready to, uh, to, to get this arm right so I can get back out there and uh, take the reins again. Uh, uh, how
3: does Nucci handle the trash talk, and how would you describe his presence in the quarterback room when he's obviously
2: making a very different place tester current in you or even Garrett Cooper? Yeah, he has a great uh, ambiance and confidence about himself. Uh, I think that that's going to help him out in the long run. Um, he, he comes out here, and he loves the game. He loves uh, competing. Um, obviously, he's not much of a, as good of a trash talker as I say I am, um, but he does a good job of keeping things fun, uh, he's great in the film room. Always engaged. Uh, we've got we've got a great uh, great quarterback room.
4: Ashley said he
1: brings deep energy to the defense. That's yeah. what he so On the offensive side, who's bringing that juice and that energy?
2: Uh, I'd say right now uh, probably myself. Um, but but we have some guys. I mean, Lyell uh, was getting going yesterday. Um, CD does it obviously just with his play and kind of just uh, his little shoulder shrugs he does when he makes plays. But. Um, a lot of the guys on offense aren't as vocal as maybe um, bashing them and some of those other guys on defense, but it's important for me to, to fire back, and that's just a part of the offense. Guys want to be locked in, guys want to be focused, and you've got to understand that right now in install football. But once we get past these install stages, I'm sure guys will will speak up a little bit uh, and fire some trash talk back. But it's all, it's all fun and games, and it's making us better. coaches often
4: talk about developing other coaches as the leader of this team? Do you try to develop other leaders?
2: Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I've said it before, I think a good leader knows when to follow and knows when to put other people in charge. So that's something that I take a lot of pride in, and uh, whether it's calling offense up or whether it's um, telling a guy certain things to go tell somebody else, um, that's something I'm always conscious of and just trying to uh, help my teammates out. And we've got so many great guys with, with great personalities that are that are natural leaders that sometimes just need to be you know, slapped on the back and helped Come out a little on. bit. So it's important for me to do that when I can. In the meeting rooms, have you gotten to the point to where you don't notice the cameras from Hard Knocks or not? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I know the fact that uh, the Cowboys are going to take care of us and get to look at some of these copies before they they get produced. Uh, I don't think much about it. Um, so, I mean, yeah, when, when you play at Dallas, I and mean, the cameras always around. Obviously, we've had the camera deal going on uh, my second year in the league. So, um, you just get used to it. It's just part of it. We um, play for this organization. Um that, that comes with it and you want to be great, you got to understand the cameras and all that things, are, all those things are going to happen. So it's something that I've embraced and uh, we have fun and we don't necessarily worry about it. As I said, they do their job, we do our job and uh, we're getting along and they're um, helping us out, staying out of the way. You
1: mentioned trash, you mentioned trash talking. Uh, how did you develop
2: that that skill and uh, what did it take? Oh, when you're uh, the youngest of uh, three boys, um, you, better, you better pick it up, you better pick it up quick and not only just my brothers but Growing up with the friends that I, that I have um, I probably medium when it comes to the trash talking around my house and my friends whether it's dominoes whether it's a little shooting contest or no matter no matter what it would be so I just say I'm a product of my, uh, my environment
0: we're going now to Kellen Moore at Cowboys training camp. Again, Dak uh, Prescott, strained shoulder injury. And uh, now here comes Kellen Moore up to the mic. We're gonna get over there. Here we go. So,
5: uh, He's just got a great presence about him, great command. Uh, he does a great job at the line of scrimmage. And so uh, you know you feel very fortunate to have guys like him uh, that, that can handle the volume at the line of scrimmage to be able to do the things that we wanna do. It's easier a lot of times
1: to project what someone can do if you've seen them in a lot of NFL games. He hadn't had that, so was there anything beyond that that gave you a, a comfort level saying, hey, if he's, if he's our backup going into the season, are someone in
5: a shape." Yeah, obviously, you know, his opportunity at Pittsburgh and then practice the rest of the year. Obviously, he's, he's out there running the scout team, and so we're around him each and every day. We're in meetings. Garrison done a tremendous job, done so much uh, for us through this whole process, and uh, Cooper's done the same thing. You know, Ben's done the same thing, and so those guys all just have an awesome opportunity right now to just go play.
1: You were in the quarterback room with Dak as a teammate in his rookie year, and he had quite an adventurous training camp with you getting hurt and that Tony. From what you
0: observed about the, the way he was as a rookie in the room, is there anything that kind of informed the way you see him now in the room as the leader of the group?
5: He's always been a natural leader. I think it's his, the way his mind works. I think until you're in a room... Talking football, watching football with Dak, you understand just how smart he is and how quickly he can apply uh, coaching points, things we see on film, make those adjustments. I think that's one of his biggest strengths that maybe uh, maybe hasn't talked about as much. Uh, I think he does a tremendous job with all that. And obviously the more and more each and every year he's taken more and more command at the line of scrimmage of really owning the show. And when you see something, go for it and make adjustments and get us in the right protections, the right concepts if we want to make an adjustment. He's done a tremendous job with all that.
3: Mike talked after some of the defense's interceptions this week about how the offense had missed assignments and mental errors during those team drills. What were some of the places y'all most needed to improve? What was the conversation like in your meetings after
5: those days? Yeah, it's just growth opportunities for everyone. Uh, that's what training camp's for. Uh, you don't want to make the same mistake twice. If we make the same mistake twice, now we got issues. So we're going to go through this process. We're going to have mistakes. We're going to have you know, quarterbacks and receivers not on the same page with adjustments to routes, uh, maybe a protection plan. Uh, so, we just got to go through the process and uh, great opportunity. Guys kind of got bumped up as soon as Dak wasn't going. Obviously, guys got different reps than maybe they're anticipating, so it was a great great uh, growth opportunity for them. Is there a day to day competition between offense and defense during the training camp? Like who wins what that day the other side wants to come back the next Yeah, it's natural. It's natural. Everyone's competitive. We'll have certain drills during training camp that are obviously competitive that, you know, offensive defense are going and there's some sort of a score, scoring element or a score on the clock. Maybe it's a two minute drive or whatnot. And so naturally it's competitive, uh, but then they, the we are teammates, you know, everyone's in this together. And so we, we got to do it collaboratively and, and in a smart
1: way. Is C.D. Lamb better than you thought he'd be or is he doing kind of the stuff you were expecting when you guys drafted him? Yeah, he's been phenomenal. Uh,
5: I don't know where my expectations have been in relation at the end of the day. Uh, the guy's awesome. And uh, obviously, you guys have seen the growth opportunity that he's had just playing outside, play, playing the outside receiver. We know he can play inside, we've got plenty of film on that. But he'll be able to play all over the field. He's done a tremendous job with that, and that's going to be a huge, huge asset for us.
1: What's your experience like? You have the Boise stuff a little bit here, too. What was your experience you interviewing with the Eagles, and how do you think that would help you going forward? You told us you do want to be a head coach one day.
5: Yeah, it's good to go through the process. Uh, you're going to go through it. You're gonna learn a ton from it. You're gonna l- learn a lot about yourself. Uh, go through the process, you know, and, and all the people you get to have conversations with, who, who are part of an interview process, who may uh, maybe resources for you. And so, I grew a ton from it, and, and really, really enjoyed it. Do
1: you actually keep notes after something like that, or just file it away mentally? What What you're doing? Or- yeah, yeah, absolutely. You go through that process. You're gonna You're,
5: you're gonna learn a lot from it, and you're gonna make adjustments. Uh, maybe something, you know, your approach, maybe a philosophical thing. Uh, I think it's a tremendous opportunity. I really, really enjoyed it.
1: Helen, I'm, I'm sure it's a good problem to have, but how do you personally go about finding opportunities, reps, what have you,
5: for Tony, knowing that you also have a guy like Z? Yep. Uh, it's been our been our balancing act for a little while here. Uh, Tony is tremendous. Obviously, he's taken advantage of opportunities when he's had them. And uh, we're continuing to try and find roles where, where we can utilize him. And obviously, right now, we're kind of in this installation process. We're, we're getting the foundation of our offense in. As we move into preseason games and get closer to training camp, obviously we want to find a, a tremendous role for him that can uh, that can allow him to take advantage of opportunities, even when Zeke's on the field. Is C.D. getting to a point where he, you say he's phenomenal as a receiver? Are there, are there discussions about how much we want to use him as a punt returner? And do they ask you, what do you think your role role in offense of will be, and then do we want to balance that? Yeah, I think I think that's more of you know Bones and, and Mike, you know, deciding when when he's a part of that process. Obviously, uh, you know, he, he's he's a guy you want the ball in his hands, and so certainly if there's opportunities as a return man, I think uh, our whole entire team be fired up to see him back there. Amari knows what he's doing
3: in this game. Generally, he's been around a long time. But when you talk about getting everyone on the same page, what's the, the key to keeping a guy like him mentally engaged when he's not going to be out there
5: physically for a long yeah, time? Yeah, uh, really, really, it's meetings. Obviously, him being a part of those being in those each and every day, and then uh, having the opportunity to still be able to watch, watch the team periods when we are, you know, he's with Brett a lot, obviously getting ready and doing all those aspects to his uh, rehab. But when we get to team, team periods, obviously he's able to watch those. And I think it's, it's, you know, it's the best situation he can possibly be in right now as he recovers. What are Zach Martin's best traits? Holy cow. Uh, To me, Zach, leader, tremendous command. Uh, just the toughness, and really, uh, he raises the expectation level I think of everyone around him. Um, he does a tremendous job, and he's not a loud talker. He's not—he's not a big rah-rah guy. He's not giving any big rah-rah speeches. But uh, when he talks, when he, when he's in the huddle, there's a presence that raises the level for everyone. Guys, to talk
1: about his balance. Is he... Oh yeah. yeah maybe it's in his ability to recover if he's not about balance. Does anything kind of come to your mind immediately—a play or a situation?
5: Yeah. I'm trying to remember the game but uh certainly there's been some opportunities where uh you know he, he plays some tremendous talents and you get in goofy spots as a lineman. sometimes you get you know torqued and, you, and you're, you're you're literally your back is to the defense alignment and uh, he's done some tremendous things on film where uh, he just finds a way to stay in position on guys and uh you guys watch it just like all of us you don't see a whole lot of guys win and continue to win against him you know they may beat him once but he usually recovers and finds a way to kind of fight and claw and uh, you know, get get a hand back on the guy and give us just enough time to get the ball out. And uh, you know, it's pretty tremendous for a guy who, you know plays snap after snap, plays some you know really challenging guys, especially in our division, uh, in that position. And so uh, he, he's pretty pretty special. Uh, Michael Gallup? Go ahead,
1: go. Sorry, that yeah. was uh, Michael Gallup, grown as a receiver. You've been here since day one. Man.
5: Yeah, Michael's uh, done a tremendous job. He's, he's you know obviously has so many natural gifts and he's worked his tail off to get there uh, and played primarily in kind of one position his first couple years and i think again just like cd his growth has came and his overall understanding of football just his awareness of being in a lineup all over the field and i think that's going to be a tremendous uh you know opportunity for us to take advantage of
4: connor government this is essentially his first for, first real off season between the back yeah. of the rookie and last year's strangeness yeah what parts of the development are
5: most encouraging to you, are his great strides in base? I think we know who Connor is as a player. I think it just comes down to consistency. You know, for guys that you know haven't had as much time on task, it just comes down to consistency, being able to do it each and every down. Connor's obviously did a tremendous job for us last year. You know, once he got comfortable in that position, he had the opportunity to play late in the year. He took huge strides each and every week with tremendous strides. And he got to a place where. We felt really, really comfortable with him out there, and so uh, we feel fortunate to have Connor Williams, Connor McGovern. You know, both those guys being able to be guys who can play inside and give us a ton of depth. And obviously, one of them will start, and one of them's ready to hop right back in there anytime we need it. Helen,
3: when you make the decision for Connor Williams to start taking snaps at center, how much of that is what you see out of him versus feeling that the left guard depth might be better than another position? And what would you say are the most important things he needs to do to master center as opposed to what he's has been in
5: yeah, first and foremost, uh, he's left guard competition, first and foremost. Uh, it's, he's played tremendous there. He's done a really, really good job. And so first and foremost, is he's, he's battling to be the starting left guard. And uh, I think he provides some depth for us You know, at that center position, not having Joe right now. Uh, having Tyler, Tyler's done a tremendous job. Uh, you know, Just providing I'm some off. depth because you never know how rosters, rosters play themselves out the season. You get tighter rosters, you get into some tricky spots. And so for him to be able to potentially be a, a swing guy that can play center would be really, really big for us. Obviously playing center in practice and in a game, I feel like is, is very different. You know, once you get to 22 players out there and the lights are on and, and you got to make decisions fast, uh, you know, that's, that's part of the evaluation process for him probably. But uh, he's done a really good job of being able to handle both throughout camp. thank you.
0: All right, hey, uh, next up, uh, Coach McCarthy's coming out. We're going to listen to what he has to say here in just a second. This will be Coach McCarthy. He's coming out. Let's join him right now at the press conference training camp. So, yeah, quarterbacks
1: do an excellent job. I wasn't like Dak was sat idly by yesterday. How busy was he yesterday? And he, he, he kind
6: of joked that he got a lot of conditioning work in. He had a lot of conditioning work. I think Brett actually worked on two, uh, you know, too much, but, uh, yeah, his uh, conditioning was high, so um, I think it just points to what kind of shape he's in. Uh, but he did the mock game today. He did. He did he's done everything uh was out today, just, just except throw. So you know, we don't need to really throw the ball that much in the mock game anyways. When you
1: look at your future schedule and practice and going to Canton, do you have a, any, could, he, could Dak start throwing again on Tuesday before you all leave?
6: Really, that's probably a better question for Monday. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that he continues to progress throughout the weekend, and I, I think we're going to reassess Monday morning. How do you balance
1: that because you have Tuesday and then he wouldn't throw again for another <laughs> three days. What the benefit of putting four more days on top of it versus doing something? Is it just strictly if he can throw, he can throw? And I mean, David,
6: I, I'm just going to let the rehab process answer that question. I mean, I'm, I'm really focused on him getting back or, you know, it's, it's it's not an issue. Uh, we definitely would bring him back later than sooner. You know, from a you know, mindset as far as, you know, the way we look at it. Um, so, if that's Monday, great, but, you know, you know we'll just have to wait, after, excuse me, after Monday, because obviously Monday's the off day. But uh, we'll, see, we'll see what Monday brings us. When you say
3: you think you did a little too much yesterday, was that something like the GPS numbers were showing you, or just something from field, and how will that impact we expect the
6: next um, I'd love to share all that detailed information with you, but I, you know, I, I probably shouldn't. But uh, that was a joke. It was a bad one, though. But um, he's, uh, yeah, he, he had a lot of work. He had high GPS numbers, so I think. But I, I know they, they just really pushed it yesterday out there. So, um, and you know, Brett and Dak have been working exclusively, and, and I, I just think like anything, he doesn't want to lose. You know, he doesn't want to lose any of the conditioning as he goes through this period. Because the team periods are so beneficial, you know, all the way around. You know, particularly in your the way you, um, you know, the way you look at the conditioning.
4: Anything stand out yesterday from the emphasized run game work
6: and practice? Oh, what'd you think? I I talked, you know, one back, two back. Yeah, good stuff. (laughs) Phone booth football, the receivers don't understand why we put 22 guys all together like that, but that's, you need it. No, it was good work. I I enjoyed it. I I think you have to, you, you need more of that today than you probably have the chance to practice it, but. You know, I really liked all the two-back, you know, phone booth football that we were able to get in yesterday. Look forward with your run defense,
1: training camp in three seasons. the camp when it's not live. To see how they're progressing.
6: Well, the most important thing is, you know, is, is the timing, the footwork, you know, getting the blocking schemes in sync, particularly the zone uh, blocking. That's usually the first that comes together. You get more into the pattern. Um, Concepts where you're pulling a guard or a center or tackle, you know, angle, angle pull. So you know the timing of that and the way the back fits. You know, it's it, it just takes time to get it synchronized. And it's no different for the defense. You know that they're the, you know they're fitting, they're hitting their targets, and you know their ability to keep their gap integrity and run, you know run off the block. And so I mean, this is what training camps for. I mean, we, we just need the work. I mean, we um, you know we look like a team that's that's practiced you know, two two days in pads. I mean, just, that's where we are. It's not abnormal. Um, but this is why you have training camp. You
1: had a lot of emphasis on the running game. You had to see you find a way to stand out. Is he
6: continuing to press you? Would you suspect those things from that? Uh, I mean, that's good observation because it also creates one-on-one situations. You know, you get into the, those type of four-minute uh, situations and, you know, the backed-up series was good work. Uh, but, you know, the ability to, to create, the one-on-one outside with all that room, you know, that definitely, that definitely plays the CD's strength because uh, his ability to, you know, not only burst but you know drop his weight and, and you know particularly the double move routes and yes, uh, but, yeah, creating one-on-ones for, for all those guys. I mean, it definitely gives him a lot more room to work. How's Anthony Brown
3: responding to all the competition in
6: the cornerback room, especially with all the veterans? I think Anthony looks great. I mean, number one, I I think he's had a tremendous off-season. I mean, you look at the. You know, the, the weight and the size that he's he, he's put on. He's, you know, his weight is, is up in a good way from last year. So I think Anthony's having an outstanding camp. Maurice Kennedy, yeah. did you have any idea when OT
4: started what you really had in him and over the course of camp, what have you kind of come to see about him and his style of play?
6: You know, I did not. Uh, Maurice has been, because, you know, he's, because obviously wasn't here last year and, and, um, and then came back off of the knee surgery, so... Uh, the thing that really really excites me about him is his instincts and ball skills I and mean, his his ability to to play, you know, with with the anticipation. He's he's made some plays on the ball, so I've been very I've been very impressed with with he's what he has shown so far. A lot of corners. I know you
4: don't need to make a decision on a 53-minute roster right. today, but how difficult do you anticipate that decision will be with all the competition that's there? Well, you want it
6: to be difficult, but yeah, you know, I I think history will tell you. I mean. And particularly in you know, the last 10 years, you know, sub sub offense and defense has gone up so much. Uh, the quarterback position is stressed more. Uh, you, you look at the course of, my point is you need all of them. I mean, you can't have enough corners. Uh, corners are playing more. You know, they're playing more on special teams. Uh, they're playing more on the on sub package groups. So I think it's healthy. But um, you know, I don't know if I've ever had a year uh, that that your cornerbacks haven't been stressed from a from a health challenge. In the last 10 years, I think it's just you know the numbers. It's the number they they play a lot more. Uh, the the space of, of the of today's NFL is it is a lot more challenging for those guys. What's the what's the highest number
1: of corners you've ever had in a
6: 53-man roster? Well, I think you look at it more secondary. You know, I mean, I've you know, I've been I've been involved where you you know the traditional used to be 10, and then I've seen it as high as 12. You know, so. You could make an argument; it could be 13 if you just look at pure numbers on who plays in the game. So, uh, to me, the players and the, the competition of camp and preseason game answers that. Because I mean, you really want the competition to decide that the final roster. And I never really looked at it as the 53. I think it, you know, it'll be 68 with the practice squad. So, uh, you, we're going to need all, we're going to need all those guys. And uh, so, uh, it's healthy and. You know, so I think I've already said you can't you can't have enough corners. What do you
1: think about the fifty three or the fifty eight or whatever we haven't really gonna put out Is that part of your daily meetings? Do you think to wait for the
6: game to start before you start worrying about those other things? I don't and uh you know frankly Ted Thompson taught me that. He you know, he thought it was a bad habit to get into, uh to try to you know, you start doing that too early, you, you may you may miss you may miss on the guy. And so it's important to really give everybody credit. I, I think we all you look at the board and, and, and continue to rank guys, you know, to keep, you know, make sure you're in tune with the numbers. But I, I'm, I've never been one uh, to sit down and start picking picking your team in the second week of training camp. But uh, I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's the, the best process. Robinson back to the corner? Major Robinson, how does he look so far? He's doing well. I mean, he's, uh, I think he's definitely more comfortable. You know, I, I think that, you know, the fact that, you know, especially when he's switching, um, he, he's, he's a lot more competitive, and I think he was thinking too much last year, and that was part of the position change. So, you know, I'm looking for him to take advantage of not only his corner opportunities, but he, you know, he, he really needs to uh, you know, grab a hold of the special teams opportunities also. What are your thoughts on Dan
4: Quinn just in terms of what he's doing in practice, what he's doing in meetings, what he's
6: trying to achieve? With the uh, super impressed with Dan um, and, and, and what he's done. I think like anything, you know, a coordinator, you, you have to, you have to get your staff right, uh, and that's such a big part of this, and frankly it's the hardest part. Um, you know, the player relationships, are, I think we all enjoy that. Um, you can see how he's brought the room together, but you know, going back to when he first arrived, just the, the extra meetings, the extra time that he put with the staff, you're definitely starting to see the benefits of it because when the staff's right, the relationships with the players are, are better and the communication's better, your whole process is better. So. Dan's doing it. Dan's doing a fantastic job. Was that an issue last year? No, this, I mean, there's nothing. We're talking about this year. No, I mean, just I mean, complimenting Dan on the job he's doing.
1: Now, after driving your truck off the road and learning about uh, hard knocks, has now that you've been here and worked with a couple of weeks, has it been less intrusive than maybe you were concerned it would be? Are there times you don't notice they're there? How How's that going?
6: I mean, the staff's wonderful, but uh, I think the fact that I almost wrecked my truck it definitely reflects the challenge that it brings. No, I'm, I'm, it's, it's just different. I mean, it, 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 it'll always be that way. But I think our guys, I mean, the most important thing is you can't let it be a distraction, and it hasn't been for our football team. It hasn't been for the you know the players and the coaching and the support operations. On so, on. And that's really the, the most important thing to me. Uh, so um, they, they can't make it any easier for you. You know, they're very accommodating. Um, they're very professional. Uh, so, you know, that, that part is, is refreshing. But, you know, it's, it's just, it's the facts of the matter. I, I think in just life in general, if you put a, a group of men, 120 men into a room, and you have a conversation and some things you want to do do it this way, the the, the camaraderie, the language, the, the behavior, is definitely a little different when there's not a camera. I mean, I, I just think I think that's the facts of the matter. So that's that's the only downside of it. So, uh, but it but it hasn't affected our, our our camp. hasn't affected anything we had to do with with preparation. I
5: think Turner didn't play a lot last year. Why did not you bring him back and put him as a
6: receiver? Position? I tell you what, Malik said he's just a really he, he's a really good, well-rounded football player. I mean, I, I think if you you see his workload alone each and every day. I mean, he, he, he really puts out, you know, both on as a receiver position and special teams. So he's very well rounded. Uh, it's a very competitive room, you know. I, when I when I look at Malik and Noah and Cedric and I mean, you got you got three guys that can just you run into any situation, any position um, on low reps, you know, all all those things that you, you look for in in, in your receiver because you want diversity because uh, when the players can play multiple position. It gives the coaching staff schematically, uh, you know, an advantage of trying to create better matchups.
1: Three receivers as good as you do at the time of that rotation, does it alter what you look for in the other two spots, or is it always just what those individuals
6: can bring? See, I've always looked at the receiver position as is. You want them all to be able to play all three, you know, three four positions. Um, so, because with that, to, to go beat the great defenses, you know, your fourth and fifth matchup. Have to win. You know, you, you have to win regularly because the good defenses are gonna, you know, they're gonna line up and tilt the coverage or, you know, tilt the field to try to take away one and two. And, they, and if you just look at the, the great offenses in this league the last the last decade, it, it's you know it's the teams that have the third and fourth, you know, and potentially the fifth matchup. Uh, so, and, and that's what you that's what you always want. And I mean that's just the way I've always viewed the, the receiver position.
4: Has Noah Brown big and campus
6: he has I mean Ditto knows that guy. I mean knows knows that player that can play any position. Um, you know, he's he's outstanding on special teams. Uh, I mean he's he's as tough as the guy that, that we have on our roster. So I am mean, I, I I love Noah Brown. I love the way he plays, I love the way he goes about it. So he, has, he gives us great flexibility. How competitive does that QB target game get between the guys, you think? Uh it's okay. I mean I've seen you know, they're I think it picks up, you know. It's, uh, it, it's, yeah, it's it's a great game. I mean, it's you know, it's it's fun because I think it's like anything. You give these guys a chance to compete in anything, they're gonna, they're going to compete. But yeah, they, they do a good job with it. You hear about how the
3: defense has disguises, how you want to be multiple, and then we also hear Leighton Banner say yesterday, yesterday this more four three foundation scheme is what he feels like he was drafted to play. What's the art to making guys feel like this is the scheme they're comfortable in while also pushing them to try different? Things?
6: Well, I, I think it's, you know, you know the scheme is part of it, but it's, you know, it's really, the, you know, it's the fundamentals within the scheme, the consistency of it, you know, it's just, you know, you just don't, you want to make sure you're asking them to do enough for, for not only them to be successful, the, the, the defense can be successful, but it's really the comfort and how they fit. That's, that's the beauty of having multiple personnel groups, but the, but you, the ability to teach both offense and defense, I little at the same. You, you design things by concept. If you, if, you, if you stay in a concept-driven approach, it, it gives you the, the ammunition to get into game plans and, and line up each and every week. And, and I think with that, uh, when you take that approach as a coach, it really simplifies things for the for players. And you can just see the way they're, I mean, we're, we're playing so much faster right now, and, uh, but, and we can play fa- even faster. So, and, that, and that's really the ultimate goal. But, you know, guys are having a clear understanding, and the communication is getting better each and every, each and every day, and we're just going to keep building on it. God, All right, thank
0: you. We've got a couple of shout-outs today to Old School Caddy Golf. That's oldschoolcaddy.com. You can find them on the internet, oldschoolcaddy.com. That's Kevin Costas' golf program over there oldschoolcaddy.com they will find you golf clubs kevin knows how to hand pick them don't be looking around the big box stores you're not going to find them there go to kevin costas oldschoolcaddy.com also we're doing a shout out today to hutchins barbecue in mckinney and frisco right now the frisco store cor- course is open the uh, mckinney store was caught in a fire last year and so uh, they're not around right now but the frisco store for Hutchins Barbecue is some of the best barbecue you will find. Give them a try when you're up in Frisco. Uh, they're right over there at uh, Preston Road, right where you have Stacy and then Main Street come in there. It's Hutchins Barbecue in the old Randy White location. That's our two uh, sponsors for today. Old School Caddy and Hutchins Barbecue. Back to Coach
4: Mike
6: McCarthy. Well, oh, five interceptions. I mean, that's never a good day. I mean, it's you know, I, I have to be half, you know, fifty percent happy for the defense. But yeah, I mean, I, quarterbacks, you know, it, you don't want to see that. So it's you know, you go through the decision making why they happen, and uh, so it's it's a, it's a learning experience. I, I think negative experiences. Uh, as far as results are great opportunities to learn from. I think we need to make sure we do that as a football team. Uh, I think one of the uh, growing focuses for our team, I thought last year when we when we did have the valleys, we, we, we stayed in them too long. So um, I'm looking for quicker, higher responses when we hit it first situation. So I think today will be a, a great
1: experience for our offense to bounce back. What did you see from Gilbert it's last year beyond the Pittsburgh game that made you comfortable Coming into this camp, what team is the backup? Well, you know, one, one
6: thing about you know Garrett, and, and I think, you know, like most of these guys, you know, Ben DiNucci started playing quarterback probably later in life compared to, you know, Cooper, and Garrett Garrett's played a lot of football. I mean, he's, uh, uh, Garrett and Cooper are, are coach smart. They, they have great understanding of, of what's going on. I mean, Cooper made a check in the protection uh, yesterday. That's, you know, something that you would see more in a game plan uh, environment during a during regular season game. You know, particularly seeing the new disguise from the defense and the way he did it at the line of scrimmage, you know, it's, it, it's those are the little things that, that you're very impressed with that, you know, that's not you know seen by the common eye. So uh, I think these guys have great football minds, uh, you know, that's definitely a, a big part of why we have confidence in them. So, uh, you know, quarterback reps are so hard to come by, uh, but, you know, uh, I think these guys are what you're looking for uh, because you know, your backup player, your backup quarterback particularly, they, they, they just don't get a lot of reps. You know, they don't get a lot of uh, team team opportunities. So, you know, this, this will be good for those guys. Mike, um, one of
3: your uh, jobs is coaching the coaches. Do you see Helen and Doug and how they work with those guys? Do you see some value in the fact that they've been in that position being a backup before and kind of did know what it's like with those limited opportunities?
6: Definitely. I think the fact that they do have experience playing the position, uh, I think it's definitely an asset. Uh, but I think when I look at the design of the quarterback room, I think the personalities, uh, the background uh, is, is, plays a big part into that. You know, uh, Scott Tolzien is another young man that, that gives you know excellent insights. So uh, it's a very, very good room as far as How how all comes together. So um, I love I love the way those guys work together. Uh, It's uh, they're very efficient, uh, very exact. uh, But I I think the quarterbacks in general definitely have a comfort of you know being there, being being coached or being around people that have been there before. Any
1: changes about Dak playing in the preseason? You guys said last week that was pretty important that he got some work
4: in the preseason.
6: Yeah, I'm, I'm. Based on what uh, Jim has told me in the medical uh, report yesterday, I I don't, I don't see us uh, getting away from our, you know, our preliminary plan.
1: Was there an emphasis already ahead of this injury to that to make sure that backups got more reps, given what happened last season, going through four QBs, the backup quarterbacks
6: experience? Definitely, I uh, I think uh, like every, every team, uh, every head coach is going through it. I mean, we're. We're on more of a scripted training camp regiment than ever before. I think the 11-hour workday for the veterans is—you know—it's. I, I, I would—I would think the schedules are probably very similar if you went around the league, as far as the, the amount of work that that you that you can do. So, I mean, the walkthroughs—you know—I I don't know if we could walk through more than we are. Right now, I feel uh, our plan and the efficiency of how we're. Able to interact with the players and, and try to show them as many different looks. I think we're we're definitely hitting the target there uh, from what from what I'm looking for. But yeah, I, I you know, But let's not forget, you know, Dak, you know, Dak's coming back off of a major injury too. So that, that's part of it. You ha- you have to you have to get your starter ready, and that just doesn't always mean you know the reps that he needs. It's uh, you know because frankly, a big focus each and every year is to get the cadence, the, the timing, the rhythm. You got offensive linemen that didn't play last year too, so. Uh, all that has to come together. So uh, everything, all those things, are factored into who gets reps and how many they get.
1: Definitely, hey, when players miss practice, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a good thing. I mean, it's, that's why we practice. Uh, you know, just look at the
6: statistical uh, data behind uh, consecutive starts by an offensive line. I mean, in your offensive line. You know, lines up and plays sixteen weeks. You know, your percentage of winning goes way up. I mean, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of data that supports the importance of guys playing as many games together as possible. So, health is a big part of this. Is there any
0: thought that Dak may have hurt himself,
4: compensating a bit for the injury, and there needs to be a mechanical adjustment that he's throwing? I, I
6: don't think so. I, I think uh, Dak is not only has very good fundamental training and, and as far as his regiment, you know, but both. You know, within our organization, and and, and and who you know what he does outside of his time uh, at the star. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't see this injury tied to his this current injury tied to last year's injury.
0: What have you thought of what you've seen of Steele and and Secchi so far and ball, The little bit that he's worked in You know,
6: Steele number one I think is uh, definitely a great example of a player taking a second year jump. I mean, he's uh, you know what he's done in the weight room you know, and just what he's done with his. You know, with his body, uh, he's he's, he's uh, definitely, you know, he, he won an award for you know one of the strength conditioning awards. So uh, he's off to a good start. I really like the you know the way he's looked so far. And, and the two young guys are just you know they're just getting started. So What
0: about Enseki? he's been around
6: a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh he's fitting in. Um, yeah he's I think he's just getting just knocking off the you know knocking off some rust and really just getting used to the language. I mean it's, it's just an, it's a language transition for guy.
3: Mike, you talked about the offense's missed assignments and
6: mental errors a couple days ago, and we asked Carlton Schultz about that. He gave the defense credit for how they've been disguising their coverages. Can you talk about how you've seen that from the defense, and is that different at all from what you were seeing from them in practice last year? Well, we didn't have this last year, you know, at this level. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think that's a, you know, that's not comparable that I don't really use. So, uh, but disguise has definitely been, as a, you know you know, the progression of how we're doing it, uh, the common disguises of, you know, demands and zones, the pressures and the, and the man, you know, the pressure's looking like the man coverage and all that. So, uh, Dan and the staff, they put together an excellent staff, but you can see the, the, the players are really comfortable with it. And it's just like anything, you have success, the confidence builds, and, and, it's, and, and it's great for our defense because their confidence, they, they put together very productive uh, practices here. And, uh, you know, this would be good for the defense not only to respond to that, but this is great for our quarterbacks and our
1: protection unit. Will Go for we'll go get all of the snaps that back normally would, or do you want to try to work a few in with the other
6: It'll guys? It'll be false. I mean, but, no, we,
1: we need to get Ben in there. We need to get
6: Cooper going you know, Cooper. Cooper missed a couple of days, so get those guys in there. Tell me, Joseph, you seem to be a little bit limited in the
4: participation yesterday. Is there any sort of update there? No, I mean, just get you
6: know rep, reps, you know reps that are uh, distributed. You know, number one, you got some surprise situation. You're gonna have a surprise situation in the, in the, in the practice today that uh, the coach no one's even had a chance to plan for. So that, that just like we did yesterday. So, you know, those reps just kind of go based on who's in there and uh, the person, personnel group. So that's why you'll see some fluctuation. Uh, players' GPS scores. Are, you know, so rep, reps are more about about just like, hey, we think this guy's doing better or not. just there's a lot more going into that, so uh, we we go through the, the data at night and uh, we distribute the business. This, this is a long season and we, we need everybody. This is a long training camp, so uh, that, that that affects the GPS scores, affects some of the guys' reps because we had some guys that were really high yesterday. It's still good. No, it's no good. He definitely fits in. He's you know I love the, his competitive nature, but no. for a young guy, it's not too big for him. That's for sure.
1: What can we expect from
6: uh, he's no, he's coming. He's coming on. I, I just think him for where he's come from with uh, you know the injury, uh, you know trying to adapt to you know this this environment. Uh, we're we're gonna bring him along slow. talking about with the reasons for all the fluctuations
0: in personnel. How do you balance
4: on. that with you know your earlier point about the offensive line having continuity and giving guys a chance to work with the same. People?
6: Well, the health of the players is number one i mean that's that's a priority i mean because you know at the end of the day availability is 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 is, is what we need so if we get if, if there's a question i mean time time is a perfect example i mean so uh if you have something that comes up you gotta you put that to the front of the line so uh, that's that's the starting point and then you know we're just trying to get as many different combinations as possible starting with the the groups that we're trying to build off of particularly you know whether it's 11 12 personnel and, You'll see us starting to get into some sure guards and goal line four man minute back up offenses. So you'll see some two back cuts and you know, a little more phone booth type football coming. So, you know, that, that'll all be person, personnel driven. Hey Gallup or uh,
1: Jordan moves to come back
6: today or they still going to Jordan may have a chance limited. Uh, Mike, Michael is still limited, so uh, I'll check on those guys after the walkthrough here. What's your view on Zeke's workload after five years and what that means for running backs these days? Well, I, I think it, you know at this point I think you got to be conscientious of because, you know uh, when you look at a player like Zeke, you know because of what he's done uh, at the level, you know the volume that he's done early in this year, you know it's I, I think you have to be cognizant of the you know the long the long road. I mean, it's I've always uh, viewed training camp and particularly early season football. Uh, now, you know the last place I worked, we were we were very young, you know of our personnel philosophy so there was always a you know a bigger gap between our younger players and older players so we played young players early all the time and it, you know as a coach it, it takes a while to get used to that but the point I'm making is you know by November December those young guys were able to contribute. So I you know we got Tony Pollard you know Rico's looked really good Shea Wode is off to a good camp. So you have some younger guys that can that, that can that can play and produce. So, you know, it's not necessary for, for Zeke to run the ball 25 times, 30 times a game because, you know, the most important thing is when you get into December, January football, you know, you want him to be in top form to, to be able to run the ball 25, 30 times if needed. So that, that's that's the way I've always viewed it, uh, particularly at that position. You
4: mentioned uh, last year there were, there were those lowbacks with Rosemarie you who were tight ends ahead. As open the coaching staff, or is there a possibility for a fullback,
3: for a fullback on the roster, how do you view that position, and how it fits that it? Definitely,
6: you know, just in simple simple terms, I mean, you have you have one back offense, two back offense, you have zero, no backs, zero, you know, empty empty offense, so your two back schemes are, are definitely, uh, the last couple years have increased, I mean, it's you know, it's the rules and the, and the way the game's being played is so much more wide open, uh, so... Uh, but with that, the, the, the two-back run game is, is, is coming back in. You'll see it the next couple practices because of what I've already said with the short guards going on, backed up for a minute. So we do have a little more two-back offense in, in, in our, in our uh, scheme this year compared to last year. So uh, And you know, on the flip side of it, our defense needs it because we're, we're going we're to see it more than, than we've seen it. So, I mean, base defense, five or six years. Five or six years ago it was probably 15, 17 percent. I mean, the teams I coach, you know, now it's, you know, now it's pushing 25, maybe 30 percent. So uh, you got to be cognizant of those trends, and uh, we are, uh, because this, you know, it's the time of year Dan needs to see the two back stuff. So, um, but with that, we need to do a little more of it because you know you need to line up and run the ball, when you want to run the ball no matter what they are into. So we need to have some more of that. We don't want to be where we're checking it all the time and just playing exclusively one back offense.
2: That will
1: better from him a year ago. I'm sorry?
6: How is Well, i tell you, he's, uh, you know, last year, um, I, I just think with everything going on, he, he wasn't in NFL shape, you know, number one. I think it took him a while to get accustomed to, you know, the, the conditioning of all this. Um, and I think he's, like a lot of younger guys, he kind of feels his way, he was feeling his way around. But, you know, I, I think you, you saw him in the middle of season, you know, the opportunity with the kickoff return. Uh, so, I um, mean, he has a lot of natural run instinct that uh, we, you know, we've been impressed with. And I, I think when he got out here just from day one, you could see it in the OTAs, frankly, that he's, you know, he's, he's, he's one of those guys that's taking that second year jump and uh, he's more mature. But um, I think he's having a nice camp. Any good plan for
1: Dak's
3: birthday with
6: the all day Figmar? Uh, it's stop secret. Yeah. Mike, will you have John Foster run another Jeopardy game this training camp, and if so, how does that factor into your team camaraderie? Well, I mean, we'll have a group map dynamic event, and, and Jeopardy
1: was popular, so we'll see how that sorts out. With uh, show sure goal do you go live? Is that something that
6: has to almost has to, or it... no? No, we won't go live. Uh, it's uh, you know I've done it both ways. You know, I, I think I think you can get done with you. You know, it'll it'll be like a normal. Team period, just the emphasis period, I guess, the way I would explain it. You know, right, I, I, I've been part of live in the past. What, what, what was your takeaway from it not being worthwhile? Well, I just think it's like in, anything. Uh, you know, every practice that you put together, you assess, you, you assess risk, you know, injury risk, and, and, you know, how can you make it safer? still well, You want to get things done. I mean, everybody has an opinion on it, but, um, it's, you know, you break it down for as many as number of times you, you know in the season that you're in it. Uh, I don't think it's worth coming out here and having a 20-play goal line. It's I don't think it's necessary. Sure. And are there yeah. stuff oh, that you're trying to do today? How good is that evaluation
1: you for your
6: interior Frankly, we're trying to get scheme. You know, it's more about getting the scheme uh, taught. that you know, practice is important. You want the competitive nature and all those things. But you know, from the big picture, you know that I'm looking at a, I just want to make sure we're getting the video so we can teach off and get it corrected and, and make sure that, uh, you know, as we get through these installs, particularly next week, uh, we'll just have one practice before we go to Pittsburgh, but then, you know, follow up before we go into Arizona, you know, we'll have a chance to clean some of these things up just to make sure we feel, we you know, we're sound and everything that we're doing. And tomorrow, still
1: like to see this team fit ahead of the Hall of which
6: is way. Just to get through the eight installs and hopefully not have a bunch a bunch of things, we you know, we hope our, our list isn't very long of, of what we feel that we need more time on. So, uh, because you know, you see the defenses are starting to get back through their, you know, through their base calls. Uh, they had you know, a pretty challenging uh, install yesterday for the offense, and you know, so then the offense will catch up to the defense. So, yeah, I, I just want to get through these eight installs, get everything in. You know, we had a chance to do that in the spring and just kind of really settling because, you know. We probably won't carry every one of these calls defensively. You know, we've got a couple things we're just kind of looking at. Same thing with Kellen. Uh, we have some things with the, the offense
0: deceptively, you know, things uh, probably some of the action passing game. That we're, we just need, we need to get the live reps to evaluate if we want to carry it forward. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. All right, that was Coach Mike McCarthy, Dallas Cowboys coach at Dallas Cowboys training camp in California. And now we're gonna give a quick shout out to Rick's Chop House in McKinney, Texas. Rick's Chop House and the Grand Hotel, one of the better places in Texas to stay. Great boutique hotel right in the downtown McKinney Square. If you haven't been to downtown McKinney, get over there as quick as you can because you got Rick's Chop House right across the street there. You have Spoons Cafe. And then you have all the other great restaurants right there in the middle of downtown. But again, the shout-out tonight goes to Rick's Chop House. Great steakhouses, great bar. you got to go there, and the atmosphere is unbelievable for a steakhouse. Take your family, plan on it right now. Next time you go to the Dallas area, stay in McKinney instead. We think you'll like it, especially right on the downtown square. They have some great events there. You're going to love it for Halloween. You're going to love it for Christmas. And you'll even like the Crew Crew of Barkus Dog Parade in February when it's cold. And plus you got the ice cream crank off in McKinney, Texas. So get there whenever you can. We also got one more shout out. That's going to be down in Richardson, Texas to the Texas Smokehouse Barbecue, right through on Arapahoe Road. That's right off uh, six, I mean, right off uh, Highway 75. Go into Texas Smokehouse. The owner there started off as a Man, that just washed the dishes, and now he's worked his way up. That's been about 20 years ago now. But go in there, check out the Texas Smokehouse Barbecue. They give you big plates. They're about $5 lower than some of the other barbecue places are around right now. So if you want a big plate of barbecue, right in the heart of Richardson on Arapahoe, just to the east of 75, right past the train track, you'll find Texas Smokehouse Barbecue. That's it for today. Come back and hear some more sports with the Gratitude with uh, Brian Bearden, and we'll be back with you the next time. Check out our podcast, recommend it to your friends. Have a good night and a good day wherever you may be.